0: Hey, I'm Max. And I'm Cade. And, hey, Cade, I heard that you ripped your shirt at a bodybuilding competition the other day. Yeah, Max, I was just trying to show off some of my sweet
1: gains and uh, accidentally ripped my shirt, so I had to go online to onceuponat.net to get a new one, or new ones, you could say. Uh, for those who don't know, onceuponat.net offers you the chance to support artists and their designs on things such as men's and women's apparel, posters and blankets, tote bags, coasters, and a whole lot more.
0: Every week, they offer brand new designs inspired by movies, TV shows, video games, and more. They're giving us the chance to save you 10% while shopping at onceuponat.net by entering promo code RAGCHU at checkout. That's promo code RAGCHU for 10% off. Support independent artists and, of course, the podcast by shopping at onceuponat.net. Now, let's jump into the episode. Welcome to Rag Chew, and if you are as curious as a kitty cat as I am, make sure to go follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Rag Chew Podcast. I'm Max, and when life gives you melons, well, you might be dyslexic.
1: (laughs) Hey, I'm Cade. And in 1985, an ex-con who hijacked a Norwegian Boeing 737 armed with a pistol decided to abandon his plan, so long as the police were willing to give him one thing, an ice-cold beer. In the end, the plane landed safely at the airport in Oslo, Norway, none of the passengers on board were harmed, and the hijacker was arrested, and much to his dismay, not given beer.
0: Oh, Absolute damn! Absolute bummer. Oh, damn, man! I was like... He probably, probably got his beer. I was like, I they probably did.
1: What? I feel like what a major. I read that and I was like, man, I really got to share it. I think it's a really fun fact. But also, what an what a what a what a bummer for this guy because I feel like if you legitimately got him to give up what he's trying to do for a beer, put him in cuffs, and I'd I'd give him
0: the beer, maybe no, in a plastic I, I, cup, I, I, but he he could have it. I definitely give him the charges for sure. Like, sorry, bud. You're definitely <laughs> oh, getting charged. For but sure. Here's for your sure. brewski, bud. Don't worry about mm. it. Have a good one. You know, like, here you go. Go into jail. Here's yeah, a yeah. frosty one on you, me. Oh, exactly. And I'm not even going to give him a good one either because he committed a crime. It's going to be like a natty light. Like, there you go, bud. There's your natty light. Move on with your life. You
1: <laughs> here's know? There's your, your natty light. <laughs> so, you, at least give him something with a little alcohol.
0: No. <laughs> Listen, we all know Natty Light and Bud Light are just frat boy pee. Like everybody knows that. That's all it is. Just straight frat boy pee.
1: You forgot about you forgot about red dog.
0: Oh oh, oh. that's just pure water with like maybe what two percent alcohol in it. I think
1: I think they legit like pour stuff into red dog that gives you a headache. Like it's not (laughs) it's not even doesn't even have a lot of alcohol, but I feel like you can have like you know, you can pound a sixer of those bad boys, and uh, and just absolutely have the worst hangover. You
0: would be like, I just drank six bottles of water. Why am I still feeling this?
1: Yeah, basically. Oh, yeah, basically. Some nasty beers out I there. I have
0: man. only had Red Dog once, and I was like, <laughs> No, thank you. Like, near. I mean, I'll. I've never underage drank before in my life, but if I did. You know, I would say I would I would have picked up a lot of Bud Light back in my day because it was cheap and easily accessible.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, like I um, I didn't go to college. Uh, shocker. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I'm also not in debt, so I got that going for me. Whoa! Um, <laughs> it's no slight against people who went, but I'm sorry you made a poor choice. Anyways, <laughs> uh <laughs> I uh, so I didn't really go through that like uh, the college like you know schwaty phase or whatever like I didn't really I didn't even really start drinking till I met uh, my wife and um, Patty at 19 I met her and I didn't even really I didn't drink then it's illegal
0: uh, <laughs> right why, why would you it's, why would you're, you you're underage
1: yeah I, I genuinely didn't like I think the first, little bit like we were together. She was like, hey, you, you want a beer? And I'm like, no, nope, not, not really. You know, like I wasn't interested until maybe I was like 20 and a half. Like it was probably like six months till I was 21. I started like exploring like, you know, your pretty basic stuff. You she know, your itch, your, your water. Yeah, you your water, <laughs> your water. Yeah. My grandpa, huge Coors like guy till his dying day. And he had a saying all the time like you know he'd say you're at if you're out of Coors, you're at of beer and uh he honestly should have been a, a a spokesperson for them um and uh so i was like you know so i got into the coors light in the very beginning and then you know i started drinking other stuff and as i got a little older i got you know into the crafty stuff i want you know i'm not a big douche about it but um, I got into right, some Kate, of the crafty into stuff. the crafty
0: stuff. Excuse it's, us. It's
1: true. It's true. Jeez. And, you know. So like I've gone through cycles. So like I got into the, like some of the crafty stuff. But I always, you know, I go back to Coors Light as like my. Um, it's hot outside. I need a light beer kind of thing. And I in a snow slide against uh, some of these other folks. Bush Light is disgusting. Natty oh. Light is disgusting. Oh. Bush tastes like water. It it literally tastes like water. I was at my my mother in law's house one day, and it's like all they all she had was Bush and um and i was like yeah i'll shotgun this and i like s- i literally like slammed it shotgun it, jumped in the pool and i was like it tastes like nothing like i don't i don't it literally tastes like nothing i don't get it but the moral of the story was that uh you know you, you go through the phase of buying like the bud lights and the coors lights and stuff but i still go back to it every now i keep them on hand just in case and then i drink some other uh, the 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 crazy stuff uh, on the side you know it's just uh, one of those things
0: no, I get that 100%. I so like I said, if I underage drank, I may have started out with Bud Light. And then I'm trying to think of what else I moved to, it if I did. Um I I can say my starter, like first starter drink was Angry Orchard. I don't know why. I think it's just because it tasted nothing like actual beer. No, and no I will yeah. fully admit I have not graduated much since then i kind of keep it simple but i'm not a big big beer drinker either like i i drink yingling i love yingling i think it's amazing um i love stella Atois or what is it stella Atois? Yes, um with i catch. love stuff <laughs> <laughs> yes with the grapes
1: even though it's from belgium i guess oh yeah <laughs> well we...
0: belgium still speaks french right i think oh. i think people in belgium speak french um uh, i don't know uh
1: are you you're Bel- looking it up right belgium language we're gonna find out no they speak dutch Ooh, yikes this yeah, is they really speak awkward. dutch yeah um, oh <laughs> you i'm sounded,
0: so savvy you sounded
1: uh, more german you <laughs> <but, laughs> <laughs> <laughs> sounded very very confident actually <laughs> no hold on before uh you're not completely wrong the
0: okay. official
1: The official language is Dutch, but also listed as sub-languages is German and French.
0: Okay, see? So I win. Um, I'm still claiming the victory there. So they do (laughs) speak some French. Okay. Yes, they do. Estelle Artois. Estelle Artois. I'm trying to think of what else. Uh, That's really about it. I don't really drink a ton. Maybe Corona, of course. Corona is like a typical. You got to have a Corona. Of Fertle course. Of lime, Fertle always amazing. Lime.
1: Never without a lime. Oh, a of lime.
0: course. It just tastes like pee at that point. Like, no thank you.
1: Actually, it's funny you say that because for like, there was a while there back in the early 2000s where like, um, I guess the, the people at the Corona factory in Mexico were actually peeing in the Corona what and, and sending it to America. Yeah, it was a thing for a minute. I remember it when I was younger because my cousin, Kevin, was a big beer drinker and uh, he drank Corona. A lot, and uh, that's when he was like, "Well, I'm not drinking that anymore." They're peeing in the beer.
0: Did, so, and, is that how the coronavirus started? Do we think?
1: Uh I think that they were trying to brew a bat with <laughs> an some
0: undercooked bat, an
1: undercooked bat. The yeast didn't quite get it all the way. You know? But you know, and this is the complete sidetrack. But I feel like because we said Corona, I just got It's another. It's just a little fun fact. When you, if for anybody's never flown in to cancun mexico down anything anybody can buy anything with money down there sponsorship is widely appreciated and when you fly into the airport on their big air traffic control tower huge corona light sign down the tower no, there's
0: not really there is
1: yes yes i promise you the last two times i was there huge corona sign down the air traffic control tower so so everything
0: a- is for sale in cancun basically is what you're I saying
1: think- in Mexico as a whole, it's probably true, but yeah, it definitely. I mean, listen, if you make it make money how you make money,
0: man. hey, <laughs> just it right. makes people want to drink Corona, so it's true. You're landing, you're landing
1: land in Cancun, you see a big Corona sign on the
0: air traffic control tower, and you're like, you know what, I could go for right now, exactly, exactly. A frosty Corona. First thing when you get onto the beach is you're gonna be thinking, Wow, I really want a Corona, genius, genius marketing, Gen- absolutely. Ben, you know who genius. I think thought of that, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff Taco, probably, Taco Bell Jeff. Taco Bell Jeff, he probably had his hand in there. He was like, listen, I got an idea, guys. Air traffic control tower. You know how you see it from the air from the from the tarmac? Slap that Corona sticker on there. Boom. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Just <laughs> right on there. Right on there. Put the lights. Everybody's going to want to drink Corona. And they were like, where, where does this guy hide? Like, where, where does he, he hide? I don't know. I, I, I don't can't know figure it out. out. I don't know how don't he know. does it. I don't know that's how he nice. does it. He's a genius. Jeff, the Taco Bell marketing genius. Yeah, he's yeah. just a genius, man. <laughs> Somebody oh. hire that man. <laughs> I think at this point, he's going to start freelancing. Just for anybody who needs a marketing scheme, go in with his you know, um, haircut that's shaved all along the sides but really long on the top, uh, sunglasses on the entire time during the meeting, and he's not wearing a suit. He's straight up wearing a Hawaiian T-shirt and shorts when he walks into the meeting. You know? He, <laughs> I he wouldn't expect anything
1: less. I feel like a Hawaiian shirt, shorts, and like a, a bucket cap with like fishing lures on it. Oh! <laughs> but maybe like the lures are like, des- they're designed like different menu items at Taco Bell. Like like, like a chalupa lure, yeah. a cheesy gordita crunch lure. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's the, your standard soft taco lure. He's I got mean, one like...
0: that's a Corona. He literally, every job he gets, he's put inside of his writer, inside of his contract, that he has to receive a new lore from the job that he created. So the Corona sign, he's literally got a, the Corona sign on his bucket hat. You know, he's got it yeah. all over. Basically, got... it's like a patch jacket for rock bands, you know? Uh, just... <laughs> uh, this has gone so sideways. <laughs> But,
1: uh, what do you expect? Uh, real talk, good times here on That's Ragchu.
0: right. Real talk, good times here on Rachu. You know, we we this is real talk. This is Absolutely. this is live, and man, does this uh, go sour sometimes, right? Yeah, huh? it's yep.
1: completely unscripted, by the way, in case anybody was ever wondering, this is just an actual real life tangent that you've just experienced.
0: Yes. if you can't tell by the ramblings of two people from every podcast from thirty five episodes, this I mean, is unscripted.
1: Yeah, it's just, you know, sit back and enjoy the ride.
0: <laughs> Buckle up, boys and girls. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so Cade, you yes. sent me over something, and I had actually heard of this and thought the same thing that it'd be great to hear on the podcast. So would you like to share it, or would you want me to share it? Um, I will, you know what, I'll read it to you, and then
1: I want your reaction Okay. Because it has to do with baseball, which we talked about last week.
0: Yep, go baseball. Um,
1: okay. But uh, it just absolutely fantastic uh, fact for you out there. So uh, a fellow by the name of Ray Caldwell, who played for the uh, Cleveland Indians. He was a pitcher between 1919 and 1921. So keep in mind, folks, this was 100 years ago, over 100 years ago that this happened. Uh. In his debut game for the Indians, and in the Indians' debut game, he was struck by lightning in the ninth inning.
0: Oh, Lord,
1: and was revived and proceeded to finish the game. Not only did he finish the game, seventeen days later, he throws a no hitter against New York.
0: <laughs> crazy! It's just so crazy.
1: <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> so what what kind of like magical powers did they give him but you know what's crazy he's like he didn't really play baseball that long no like he he, just... he won 20 games it said for the 1920 world champion indians because the indians yep. won the um world series or whatever they called it back then in 1920 but uh he i i would like to think that the lightning strike had a part in that
0: I, I would think that that would affect you maybe just a little bit. <laughs> maybe get your ticker going a little bit. But, Cade, the one question I wanted to ask you about this whole, whole ordeal is, do you know if his massive gonads were able to fit inside of those pants?
1: <laughs> no. I, I. Somebody said that you could definitely see large objects <laughs> as he walked out to the pitcher's mound. Oh, my God. Just crazy, man. Oh, my God. Just crazy. It was actually posted... I think one of the funniest. I mean, the the comment on it. So I found I found the the um, they found it from someone else, but I found the actual story from uh, a post by Barstool and um, the comment underneath it for any of those Call of Duty players out there. So anybody who plays uh, Warzone, uh, the comment really had me giggling, uh, and it was uh, it, it basically said, "Excuse me, uh, the dude came back from the Gulag to finish a game, gritty." <laughs> I was like, Liddy, not untrue, man.
0: Not so, untrue. I have to build on this story though, Cade, because I found that. So Ray Caldwell, like you said, in 1920, played on the World Series team for the Cleveland Indians. Yes. So interesting thing. So his contract, um, they wanted to keep him on a two-year contract um, after that. So after his 1919 World uh, 1919 season, where he got struck by lightning. Um, or was it 1920, did you say? Uh, 1919, yeah. It was 1919, inaug- okay.
1: Yeah, it was the inaugural season.
0: So in the 1920 season, so interesting thing is Ray Caldwell actually had a really bad problem with drinking. If you didn't know this, he um, was like constantly known for getting drunk. So when they gave him his contract, they placed inside of it a, a, a clause. And it was a get drunk clause. And it basically said that they want him to get drunk. And he was like, oh, I think you made a mistake. He actually approached the GM and said, I think you made a mistake. You put in here for me to get drunk. And he said, no, 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 I did that on purpose. So the whole point of his contract was he goes out, he throws a game. And uh, back then the starting pitcher threw all nine innings. There was no like relief pitchers like there is now that come in during the seventh inning and that kind of stuff. So he did all of that would win the game, and then he would drink and get so drunk and pass out. So the next day, they would keep him at home and he would just kind of stumble around. On the second day, he would um, start getting out and getting loose and that kind of stuff. On the third day, they'd start using him in drills um and stuff so they'd use him for batting practice for throwing (laughs) that kind of stuff to start getting him warmed up on the fourth day he'd go out there and pitch again so they literally had that lined out in his contract that stated this on these days is what you do so you wake up number one with your hangover number two you start moving around a little bit three you're out there doing bp and then on the fourth day you're pitching again and it literally was outlined in his contract so it's so interesting you brought this up because I found, I, I came across this story, I can't remember where, it was in some YouTube video or something, or they went, Ray Caldwell, a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, and I went, whoa, hold on, <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> so I ended up having to write it down, but honestly, any job where it's, hey, go get drunk, uh, sign me up, sign me yeah, up, I'm down.
1: Absolutely. That I mean, if I, if I have to, to, I mean, know, oh gosh. gosh twist my arm. I, I imagine that's how uh you know, I don't know if you did you ever watch Mythbusters by chance? I did. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you do you remember um I mean, I don't whoever brought this up clearly had an ulterior motive like as a subject for the show. It was basically to bust the myth that coffee helped you get sober faster.
0: Oh, I remember watching that episode. Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: So they got Jamie like absolutely blitzed. <laughs> and uh and then tried to feed him coffee to like sober him up and it was like could you imagine? It's like, well, it's for science, you know? So I guess I will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess if I have to. Absolutely. But Absolutely. they did some stuff on there that you know was like, okay, this just sounds cool. Let's give it a shot. Oh, I mean, why not? The exploding, why not? Uh, the really famous explosion that um, Adam really, really loved, which was the exploding water heater, which is one of the coolest things. Um, water heater and then the concrete truck where it went boo It was the coolest sound in the entire world. But you know they did some stuff just for the fun of it. Just for the fun oh, of it.
1: No doubt. No doubt. And uh, for, I mean, <laughs> I missed that show kind of honestly. It was it's been,
0: an awesome show, yes.
1: It's been a long time. With well, final episode date airing, it said, was February 7th of 2018. But it ran from uh, basically January of 2003 to February of 2018. So, I mean, yeah, think about all the things that they did during that time. And for folks, honestly, who have never uh, checked it out or got into it, Definitely would recommend. Uh, rest in peace to Grant on the show. Yeah, Grant Imahara, who, um, uh, unfortunately, um, passed away at the age of forty nine, very recently. Uh, but uh, he was uh, he was a, he was a pretty cool guy on the show. And honestly, I, there was a lot of things about him I didn't know that uh, he was an incredibly intelligent individual.
0: Oh yeah, and uh, and well, uh, all yeah, of man, them was... were complete geniuses. All of oh, them yeah. had their specialties, and they in their fields, were some of the greatest minds in their fields. I mean, um, I'm trying to remember. It was Tori, Grant, Carrie, um, and then Jamie and Adam, right? Yes, correct. Wow, I can't believe I just remembered all of them. I'm map.
1: actually really, really impressed. Thank you.
0: I, let me tell you, me and my brother watched, like, hours and hours of Mythbusters. We would watch every single week when a new episode came out. We'd watch it because it was so cool. It was cool to see science applied in a really fun way. I It really taught me a lot, but... Gave you more um, incentive
1: to want to learn, you know.
0: No, for sure, it did. It did. It made me peak. It made my interest in science peak, and really wanted me to kind of discover more on how things worked and why things do the way they do. And I remember thinking when I was older, when I was younger, I was like, "Oh, I want to go work for uh, for for them." And I'm trying to remember what their oh, I remember it was out in Alameda, California. I'm trying to remember what their company was called. Um, I can't remember. I can't remember. But I remember saying I wanted to go work there and that would be so much fun. But man, those guys, you had to be smart to work with them. Like, really smart to work uh, with yeah. them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, was it M5 Industries budget?
0: Yes. You? Yep. M5 Industries. That's what it was.
1: Yeah. Special effects company.
0: Yeah. Because J- Adam was a special effects guy. Um, Jamie was like put into, well, Adam was more. I don't know. if Jamie was more the explosion side of everything when it came to special effects,
1: which makes sense because it shows Jamie as the owner and founder. of M5. Oh, really? Yes, it does. I yeah. didn't know that. Motion Picture Support Services is the industry. It yeah,
0: is it still active?
1: Um, it does. Seems... It does say it is. Yes.
0: Huh. Yeah, that's interesting cuz I would I was curious if they stopped the show but yet kept the company running and it sounds like they did. That's cool. I'm
1: a, most likely. I'm sure they probably honestly and the show probably did a lot for them as far as uh, generating uh, clientele. Oh yeah. Imagine. Out in uh, they're based in San Francisco, but um I'm sure the Hollywood, you know, comes a calling, you know. It's no big deal for them to fly just a little further south to LA.
0: Oh yeah, well I think at the same time it shows that they know how to handle all this stuff. They can build stuff, you know. They can make things come to life that you wouldn't expect. They can test out different things. You right. Know, it shows the expansive knowledge that they have of special effects. So I mean, if I was a Hollywood company, I'd be like, mm, let's give these guys a shot. Of course, of course. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, if you see some of the stuff that they did. Come on. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know. It was. I, I always thought it was so cool. I submitted a myth one time. And I remember they said, oh, we're going to use it, but I don't know. think it was ever used or anything because you right. could do it on the old forums for Discovery Channel. There's an old word for you, forums. Forums. Um, yes. And we, I submitted it. I said, if you hold your nose, do you actually, because there's that old myth of, oh, hold your nose and you won't taste any the medication as it goes down, you know, the liquid medication. Yeah. So I submitted that and I don't know whatever happened to it. I don't know if they did a web spin off of it or something along those lines, but yeah, I submitted that one time. I thought that'd be interesting to learn.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's crazy,
0: man. Yeah, crazy. good show, man. Really good yeah, show. I always show. loved it. Absolutely, I agree. I always loved that. And then Carrie did a spinoff show, didn't I, she? I was like, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, it we like fun science or weird, not weird science. That's a movie, but I'm trying to think. It was something, and I never could get into it. I could never get into it at all.
1: No, nah, I, I don't I don't remember even ever watching it, truth be told. Yeah. I, hmm. I don't know. I maybe
0: watched it like three times. Three times at yeah. the
1: very most. Yeah, it's worth a shot. You know, that happens with a lot of spin-offs is uh they're like, well, we'll give it a shot and see how it goes. <laughs> and, here, uh, we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. it was awfully popular before. Like there's a um for all those office fans out there, uh myself included, I'm one of those people. I don't know if you saw that uh Stanley Hudson uh, the guy who played him his name is Leslie I can't remember his last name Baker maybe I want to say but he had done a Kickstarter uh, to try and do a spin-off of a show called like Uncle Stanley um, and the plot sounded uh, kind of funny like basically at the end of the office for people who don't remember Stanley retires and he basically moves to Florida and uh, his new house that he has down there <laughs> is like uh, he said like he has to have his packages delivered via boat or something like that. But um, I guess the premise of the show was like uh, his, his nephew or somebody calls him to help him uh, run like an auto shop or something like that in California and he's got to move out there. And he raised the money no problem and I really hope that they make it because Stanley was one of my favorite characters hands down on that show. And uh, I, I'm I'm all for it. Just to see how it works. It may work out, it may not. But a lot of shows work out like that. Like, I don't know. Like, I really enjoyed the, you know, first few seasons of Family Guy, um, and then they did a Cleveland
0: show, and I, I didn't really care for it all that much. No, the Cleveland but, show was not... It was so I watched the first couple of episodes of it, but just could not get into it at all.
1: No, nah, because Cleveland, like, you know, the thing about Cleveland that was so great when, um, you know, I would say probably the first seven seasons of Family Guy, is he was not... He wasn't overly, like, uh, he didn't emote a ton. It was, like, a, a monotone guy who was, like, very, like, blunt and brash. And it was really funny. Like, his character was, like, perfect. And uh, as the seasons went on and they uh, ended up making the spin off, he ended up, I don't know, they, they basically took what was so great about Cleveland and uh, made it not that.
0: <laughs> well, and so. then they also made in him into, it was basically another bumbling idiot of Peter Griffin, yeah, was which, was.
1: which turned into like Peter's character just like absolutely got garbaged.
0: Oh yeah. Listen, I I don't know the last time I watched Family Guy, like one of the newer episodes. Don't was do it. maybe in like twenty fourteen was the last time. Twenty thirteen, somewhere in there maybe yeah. that I watched one.
1: That's probably about right. Like I said, I think after season seven or eight, like it just went to complete trash. If even, you know, that late, it it just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't understand in my own personal opinion, the need to continue to like really make Peter seem like he was an idiot. Like it, it was like really forced after a while and it was just annoying
0: yeah no I agree it wasn't as good it was, so I will say by the way I have to ask because I was thinking about this what sure. was your favorite character in the office
1: in the office um, it's probably between Stanley and uh, you know, a lot of people choose Michael Scott because of I don't know he was funny anyways but uh, I, I, I'd go with Dwight I really like Dwight's character Dwight okay. Truth assistant to the regional
0: manager. I respect that. I respect yeah, that. I really so, loved Kevin Malone.
1: Ah, I did I did love Kevin. I too.
0: loved Kevin. He just was so stupid with yeah. the chili and he spills the chili everywhere. <laughs>
1: Their cold opens for that show were just really hard to beat.
0: Oh, really. it was genius. It was genius. Yeah. Seriously, I don't know how I can't remember his name who played Ryan, how he thought all that stuff
1: Oh, up. BJ Novak.
0: Yes. I don't know how he did it, man.
1: Yeah, it was. It was geez. pretty incredible. The parkour one is probably. <laughs> it's like the chili one's great. Um, the fire drill is. Um, it's top two or three for me, but I think I put the parkour one number one. It was just too funny.
0: Honestly, the the fire drill, one hundred percent, my favorite.
1: Yeah, i I can completely understand why. Completely,
0: Stanley <laughs> falls.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what's crazy? So this, I know it's it it. It has to do with that, but a tangent is I was at um, I went through some training at work a couple years ago and uh, in the we sit down in the class and the the guy's like, uh, hey, you know, let me uh, let's we're going to start off and I'm going to play this video for you. So he plays a video. He literally plays the fire drill cold open where Dwight talks about how boring PowerPoints are and how, you know, people don't learn off of stuff like that, and that's why he did the fire drill. The video ends, and this guy breaks right into a PowerPoint that we had to pay attention to for two hours. (laughs) Can't can't make it up. It was terrible.
0: Hey guys, so now that we basically got the premise of PowerPoints are boring and we should make this fun... Uh, we're going to do a PowerPoint that you're going to listen to for the next two hours now. Yeah, and it go. was,
1: it made no sense. I, I was like, really, I was so upset about the fact that we got teased that maybe we weren't going to have to watch a PowerPoint that like, I, it was hard for me to pay attention the rest of the time.
0: It <laughs> just, listen, I don't know. Man. I get it. Now it just bothers you even more that you're just spiteful because oh, yeah. now you have to actually sit through an entire PowerPoint.
1: Oh yeah, I tell people all all the new people who come through and have to go do that training. I let them know. I'm like, well, good luck because you're gonna get disappointed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to the company. You're gonna get disappointed really fast. Yeah, good when luck you this,
1: when you do this training. Yeah, good luck. It's gonna and I typically don't tell them what it is. I just wait and I'm like, hey, you just wait when you get sent through it. Good luck.
0: So what did you say? Yeah. I can't believe they made it sit through a PowerPoint. Especially when you think, I don't know, when you start on that high of a note, it's kind of like, it makes me think of another show that I'm thinking about, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. And he's like, no, you can't have any playlists that have any downers. So you always have to play constant high, like, energy music and he plays shot through the heart (laughs) by bon jovi Uh, (laughs) or you give love a bad name that's what it is you give love bad name he plays that and (laughs) that's all i could think about is like if you started on such a high note that you're like okay this is gonna be a lot of fun and powerpoint for two hours like (laughs) it's just gonna suck versus if they started with like powerpoint and then maybe start building up to something, and then now office video. It would yeah. be funny. It'd no. be enjoyable.
1: It was like it was like basically fast tracking yourself to the top of Everest, and then somebody pushing you off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I made it. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You made it all right. Now you're gonna make it to the bottom <laughs> in a very rough way.
0: Hey, you made it to the top pretty slow. Now how about you make it to the bottom really fast? <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Am I going to sprint? No, 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 no. You're going to fly.
1: Tuck and roll, brother. Tuck (laughs) and roll.
0: (laughs) You know, it makes me think I have jumped out of only one moving vehicle, and it was the stupidest decision I have ever made in my entire life. I can't imagine that went too well. No, it wasn't too smart. I just remember thinking, oh, this is going to be really cool. And, his and my buddy's on a dirt road, and I was like, this is going to be cool. I mean, the vehicle was only going, like, 15 miles an hour. But you think, this is going to be cool, it's going to be like in the movies, you're just going to roll and get up. No, man, my fat ass rolled and just kept rolling as the car kept moving. It was going to be, like, 15 I jumped out at, but I went to tuck and roll, and I just slammed my face and just started rolling oh my god <laughs> That just sounds terrible dude it was um pretty rough but man did i did i learn the lesson of never jump out of a moving vehicle kate in case it, you're ever curious
1: you know what man it, it doesn't sound like a great idea so i'm gonna go ahead and take that to heart
0: <laughs> you're gonna take that advice thank you so I, much kate. i think i will well, i think i will so much well, Cade, you, you, you think we about wrapped that up with uh, my embarrassing story there?
1: I think that was a good way to end it. I hope yeah. you guys enjoyed the ramblings of of our, our lives once again.
0: The inner mind is an enigma. It is an enigma. Cade, you have a quote to finish us off here, good sir, with Cade's quotes?
1: I sure do. I sure do. This one today comes from one of my favorite people, uh, Mr. Jimmy Buffett. Oh um, yeah, it, it's a—it's actually a really good quote. So a, a unique way to think of things. Um, life is much more manageable when thought of as a scavenger hunt as opposed to a surprise party.
0: You know, I was really thinking. I was like, all right, it's got to have to do something with beaches or treasure or something. And scavenger hunt was it.
1: That was it, man. Scavenger you didn't—you uh, didn't see it coming at all, and probably <laughs> neither did anyone
0: else. No, not so, at all.
1: It's a good one, though, so think about it.
0: All right, all you parrot heads. Well, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Don't forget to uh, go and head over to onceuponatea.net. And uh, when you're shopping, don't forget, use promo code RAGCHU to save uh, 5% off. (laughs) To save an X amount of percent off. (laughs) 10%. Why am I forgetting right now? Saving X amount of percent off, and uh, you can support the podcast. We'd love it if you would. Um, and don't forget to go follow us over on social media, on Facebook, and on Twitter, at Ragshoot Podcast. Give us your opinions, what you want us to talk about, and um, we can't wait. Hello? Mr-, Mr. Howard D., you take it away? <laughs>